The next generation of children are called the cupcake generation. This is a generation where children are believed to always be worthy of the proverbial cupcake. These are the children awarded trophies for simply showing up to play sports. They are applauded for merely trying harder in school. They are entitled to an A on their school paper simply because they took the test. You get my drift here. Join me this week as I talk about how to harden your child's heart. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Of course, none of us want to harden the heart of our children. However, I'm afraid that is exactly what we may be doing. Children no longer know what it means to offer a sincere apology for their wrong. Or, for that fact, they don't believe they did anything wrong to begin with. They are given everything they want while mom and dad work hours on hours to pay for it. You know what I'm talking about. I've fallen into it myself. My guess is you may have too. We all want our children to have a better life than we had, yet for the life of me, I can't figure out what was so bad about the life I had to begin with. Don't get me wrong. I know that there are situations that are downright awful. That isn't what I'm talking about here. Most of us had it pretty good growing up. As we're busy making our children's lives wonderful, however, our children's hearts are becoming callous to the effects of their actions on others. I know what you're thinking. My child volunteers. My child is so polite. My child is so helpful. I say the same things. On the outside, they look all spiffed up and polished, but on the inside, Their hearts have disconnected from their conscience. The lines between right and wrong are blurred. After all, being wrong just isn't cool anymore. As parents who are followers of Jesus, the hearts of our children should be the top priority as we are raising them. The prayer sheet this week has prayers that we will be asking God to build soft hearts and proven character in their lives. Our devotions this week will focus on stepping up to the plate in our spiritual parenting and raising children whose hearts are soft and tender to those around them. More importantly, raising children who have a soft heart to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I would love to pray alongside of you for our children. Go to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe to the Prayer Tribe. You will be joining a growing global community of prayer warriors who are praying together for our children. There are things you can change as a parent that will make a huge difference in the character of your children, as well as come alongside what Jesus wants to do to build character in them. So let's get started. What are five ways we are inadvertently hardening the hearts of our children. Number one, if we want to harden our child's heart, all we need to do is not make them apologize for their wrongdoings. 
Matthew 5, 23 and 24 tells us this. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Often, we let our children off the hook when we don't make them apologize for their wrong. Sure, having to look at someone in the eye and tell them, I'm sorry for whatever it is we did wrong. I was wrong. Please forgive me. And then not using the word but. That's very hard for me as an adult, and it's really hard for our kids. However, when we excuse our children's wrong or hurtful behavior toward another person, we're merely teaching them that it doesn't matter if we hurt people. We teach them that no lives matter but their own. In these verses in Matthew, God makes it clear that before we can offer a sacrifice to him, we must be reconciled to those that we have strained relationships with. I understand that sometimes that is not possible because the other person is unwilling or there is an abusive situation involved. Our attitude in situations where we know others have something against us is to be willing to make it right with that person. Teaching our children to apologize to others where they have blown it, give, it's going to go a long way in teaching them humility. Number two, we're living in a society that blames anyone and everyone for their poor behavior. Genesis 4-7 tells us this, you will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Blame shifting has become a socially acceptable excuse for letting my child off the hook for their poor choices. Let's face it, what Johnny did was wrong. So his wrong cancels out my wrong. We never make our child own up for their actions, therefore making two wrongs a right. We need to stop and look at ourselves in this scenario. Do we as parents own our own poor choices or do we blame others for the wrong choices we make? One of the ways we as adults tend to blame others is simply by blaming the environment we grew up in. Growing up in a poor environment or working in a difficult situation, even having a hard day is no excuse for your actions. It is always right to do the right thing and owning our own actions is a great place to start. Otherwise, sin will control us and the same is true for our children. When our children see us own our actions instead of blaming someone or circumstances for their poor behavior, it will go a long way in teaching them how to own their own choices as well. Number three, somewhere along the line, good parenting is equated with removing all the obstacles in our children's lives. The Bible in Proverbs 13:4 tells us, lazy people want much but get little but those who work hard will prosper. Our kids say, I don't like this teacher. I don't like that coach. I hear it all the time from my own children. 
Sure, my mother's heart wants to rush in when things get hard on the team or the teacher wasn't nice that day or they had a friend that was just downright mean to them. It's normal to feel that way. However, where we as parents go wrong is when we rush in and shelter our children from the very things that God uses in their lives to build character in them. It's known these days as lawnmower parenting. This type of parenting will rob our children of a blessing by making it easy. My guess is, if you've gotten anywhere in life, it wasn't easy. This verse in Proverbs guarantees that only those who do the hard things will prosper. God uses the hard to build character in us and in our children. As you and I go around mowing down all the hard things, hoping to make their lives fun and easy, we become a stumbling block to them. We rob them of the very thing that God wants to do in their lives to make them more like him. We all want our children to prosper and the only way that is going to happen is by letting them experience the hard things. Number four, another benchmark in parenting has become giving our children everything they want without having to earn it. We've forgotten what Hebrews 13.5 says, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. It starts really early in our children's lives. Little Susie wants a toy they see at the store and has a temper tantrum when she doesn't get it. Instead of hauling little Susie out of the store and taking her home, we don't want to make a scene in the store, much less upset little Susie, or really at the end of the day, be inconvenienced by it all. So we give in and get her exactly what her little heart desires. When little Susie grows up to be Princess Susie and wants the fancy car and the designer clothing and to eat out all the time or walk around with a designer coffee in her hand, all she has to do is schmooze mom and dad who proudly present her with her heart's desire as if it is a parenting trophy to be displayed for all to see. We completely check our brain out at the door. What's even worse, mom and dad are now gone all the time working to pay for it all while little Susie or little Johnny are left home to raise themselves. Thinking that giving our children all they want will make them happy, we are actually teaching them that they are entitled to all they want. It creates in them a materialistic heart that is only satisfied when they look the part. Contentment is the opposite of entitlement. And contentment combined with godliness is of great worth. These are the things of value to God. Number five, fostering a kind, tender heart in our children towards others is crucial especially now. Ephesians 4.32 says, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. When we allow our children to cop an attitude about someone and jump on their bandwagon, we are teaching them anything but kindness, tender-heartedness, and forgiveness. If you really want to foster a hard heart in your child, Just join in with them while they make fun of other people, cut down other people, or even laugh when someone falls flat on their face. For moms of teenage daughters, when you allow them to be attitudinal when things aren't going their way at home or with their friends, you are fostering a hard heart in your daughter. 
Instead of fostering a heart of acceptance or compassion for other people and situations and teaching them to be happy for the blessings of others, we're fostering in them an attitude of entitlement and jealousy. Teaching our children that other people are made in God's image just as they are and that they have the same importance to God goes a long way in stifling a prideful and judgmental heart towards others. We must be the ones willing to step up to the plate and set the example. A critical and judgmental attitude towards others always fosters a hard heart in our children. I know that these are hard things to hear as a parent. It is certainly counter to our culture we are living in today. However, God has called his church to a much higher standard than the world. And we as parents are the ones who are called to hold that bar high for our children as well. Thank you for joining me this week on the podcast. Let me pray for us today. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so, so much for the privilege of parenting our children. Lord, thank you that you partner with us. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be conscious of the kind of hearts that we're developing in our children. Help us to create and help and create an environment that is going to foster a soft and tender and teachable heart in our children. Lord, I thank you and praise you that you are in control and that you are on the throne. In Jesus' name, amen.